Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App and make a donation to dollar sign E. James, the number 418, make a one-time donation to the Cash App, or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I am your host, Ernest James, a.k.a. Friend to Fatherless Daughters on Instagram. And I believe that everyone can live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problems, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Deal to Heal podcast. We are in season two episode 23 that's right that's right we're plugging away we're keeping it moving and today just like any other day we are blessed to have a guest on that is going to share their story our my very special guest miss angelina Watkins. how are you doing i'm doing wonderful thank you so much for having me here no problem no problem first of all let me say thank you because i know you could be doing anything else as a, a busy businesswoman that you are you know, you could have been doing anything else, but you are here with me, and I definitely appreciate you being on. Uh, so let's jump right into it. Okay. Miss Angelina, do me a favor, introduce yourself to my listeners and let them know exactly what it is that you do. Well, I, again, my name is Angelina Watkins, and I am, I call myself the Queen's Formation Coach, but I'm a transformation coach where I am helping women trans become a better version of themselves and transform their lives and create the life they want there's so many of us that are stuck from the trauma of our past and we're not pursuing our dreams and we're unhappy and we're unfulfilled so my job is to coach them into being a, a better version of themselves healing from their past and discovering their purpose so that they can create the life they want Oh, I, I love that. I love that. You you touched on a, a couple of things that I like. Uh, one of them is, is, is looking for finding your purpose. So uh, I mentioned this before, and I hope my, my listeners don't uh, don't get mad at me. Like, why do you keep bringing that up? But because um, <laughs> they need to hear course, it. <laughs> right. Right. So God, God gave me this on my journey um, to finding my voice and finding my purpose. God gave me this quote. And the quote says that pain births purpose and uh, purpose births progress and progress is the evidence that God is at work. And so 
you know, everything that we go through, especially in our past, the pain of our past plays a part in uh, the purpose that he has for us. Cause we don't go through everything that we go through is not just because, you Absolutely. know, uh, it's uh, unfortunate. Sometimes it may be because of some of the things that we've done It may be because of the actions of somewhere else, but it's not wasted. You know, God never wastes an opportunity to show up. He never wastes an opportunity to use you for the purpose that he has for you. So definitely helping people to find that purpose and find that voice is a, such a uh, amazing thing. And I love to, when I talk to someone and they say that they're they're helping people to do that. So I, yeah. I congratulate you on that. Thank you. Yeah. So speaking of it, so let's let's jump right right into it. So I know one of the things that um, that you address is that your your past doesn't have to define you. And, and so I know in, in our stories. We all have things that, that we've been through personally that uh, adds to our story, should I say. And so sometimes those, those things that, you know, from our past, why it doesn't define us, it does kind of give us a voice, you know. So uh, in your own story, what would be some of the things that maybe you have overcame in your past that now you use as a benefit to uplift uh, the women that you that you come in contact with, and even helping them to find their their purpose with the example of you know how you found yours. Sure. So if I can go back because this kind of goes back to what your list you said your listeners might be tired of you saying right, yeah. <laughs> which is that your pain births your purpose, right? And so my purpose is to help other women. But that came about through my own pain. And so just a lot of the things that, that happened to you in the past that are said to you, you know, you might have had some trauma, some tragic, some, some tragedies. And, um, and for me, um, it, it probably was a culmination of things, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, and um, you've heard my story, but it started when I was molested. And, and then from there, it just is just all these things that are happening as a young person that you don't know how to deal with what's happening to you. And you don't have anyone walking you through that and helping you heal on your journey and understand the things that are happening. I mean, dealing with molestation, dealing with death, um, dealing with loss, dealing with um, just things such as in my childhood, um, that I felt like I was stripped of and I didn't even understand. All of these things are just piling up, right? And then as you get older, now you bring it in relationships and falling in love and getting your heart broken. And it's just one thing after another. And if you don't know how to heal, if you don't know how to go through that healing process, if you don't know how to, um, you don't have that, e that emotional intelligence of how to regulate and understand what's happening to you, it just ends up being buried and buried and buried, but it keeps piling up and piling up. Right. And so eventually I get tired <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to live like this. I'm unhappy. I'm unfulfilled. Life is not going the way I visioned it. I see all these people on TV and radio and everything else. And they're so happy. I want that. And so I had to now go on my own journey. And, and so what I do now is I show women how to heal, 
because there is a process for healing and there and they have to know that you don't have to stay there i didn't know i could get out of this i was just telling someone um earlier today that when i was going through some pain with it from a failed relationship i didn't know nothing to do but ask god give me strength give me strength and i told her i want i was thinking there was a time in my life i didn't even know whether or not i was going to live to see tomorrow i i was good if i just went to sleep and didn't wake back up because the pain was of heartache was so unbearable and it was one of those things where i didn't think it was ever going to go away but it does but there's a process and when you follow the process you're able to heal faster when you don't have a process you're just out there just as you say not dealing not healing right. yep <laughs> and, and so, you know what you 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 mentioned two things that I that I want to touch on real quick um one of one of the, the issues that we have definitely in our community uh is the lack of therapy you know the lack of getting uh getting the the help that we need. So I was raised up in a church. So mm -hmm. I definitely know how much of a part, you know, being a, a a PK and all of that, I definitely know how much of a part that that ministry plays, you know, in our community. But ministry does not take the place of therapy. You know, there's there's some things you can live through, there's some things you can talk to, there's some things you can pray through, but then there's something you gotta go get some help. You know, absolutely, I mean? yeah. <laughs> you gotta go get some help, and and I, I, the fact that you know you even mentioned about you know uh, the getting past the the molestation and things that happened when you was young, I, I definitely applaud you for that, and uh, was one of the reasons why I wanted you on because you know we don't even have to dive into it the whole situation, but the fact that you know you lived past that and to become the woman that you are and still becoming right. So yes, still, still always a lifelong right? journey. So, but to see that that within itself is a example, uh, uh, or should I say a light to somebody who may have went through that and still haven't found their, themselves yet. And, and I know another thing that you, you mentioned about going through that relationship that you, uh, that was so hard that you didn't care whether you woke up the next day, right? Which brings mm -hmm. up a, another uh, issue in our in our culture that we don't of, often talk about, which is depression and also suicide, right? And it's something I talk about, you know, often was my bout with it when I went through a period where uh, I was getting divorced, I was in debt, then my mom passed away, and it was just like like you mentioned that whole pile on things that happen in your life. And it's like, man, I can't, I don't even think I could take no more. And it got to a point where I actually considered it. You're like, you know what? I just want the pain to stop, mm. you know? And again, I, I was praying, you know what I'm saying? I had people praying for me and things like that, but there's some things that you can only get through getting the help that you need. And unfortunately for me, I was able to join a, a bereavement group and, and work through my, you know, my sadness, work through my bereavement um, of losing my mom and, and all of that that was happening at that time to help me to get to the other side of it, as long as, as well as some help from some loved ones and, and things like that. But, you know, sometimes it, it takes us giving a voice to it 
to let others know, definitely, like I said, in our community that, hey, you can make it too. You can live through this. Now, it's going to take some work. You know, it's going to take that process to get there, but you can do it. And so I definitely applaud you for, you know, for even bringing that out. Cause I know the first time that I heard that was, was on your podcast, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And uh, I was just like, Oh, I, I have to have her on because if you're strong enough to give a voice to that, to the world, then that's a message that I also want to share on my platform to those that I know that need help, you know, that maybe need healing in that space. And so that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to have you on outside of you just being great as you are, you know, but that was just one part of your story. I said, I definitely want to, you know, highlight that part, you know? So again, I, I thank you for even, you know, sharing that with, with your listeners, first of all, which is how I heard it, you know, on the podcast, but then again, again, sharing it here. So I thank you for that. Can I say something? Are you sure can? I want people to know that telling your story is healing, right? Because we have to release these things that are deep down inside of us, in our hearts and our minds. We've got to let those things go. And so when you tell your story, you, you relieve yourself of some pain. You relieve yourself of some guilt. You get those burdens off your shoulder. It's very important for people to know that they've got to tell their story. Now, you don't necessarily have to tell the story publicly. Mm -hmm. But you need to tell your story. And that's why therapy um, is helpful, because now you can go into this therapy session and you can talk to this therapist or a coach, a mentor or, or whomever that you trust to tell your story so that you can get it out. Because releasing that verbally, um, it really does something to someone in, in the inside. Right. It relieves you of some things. And the more you tell your story, um, the more healing can happen, because as long as you suppress those things, healing can't happen. And so that's what kind of was happening for me. If we go back again, because you mentioned, you know, going through a divorce and being in debt. Listen, I done had all of that as well. Not necessarily a divorce, but it was a long term relationship that felt like a divorce. Um, I ended up going through some financial ruin because of losing investments, properties and business. And, you know, and I hit rock bottom. And so can you imagine all of these things over the years are piling up and it's just being suppressed. And what happens is you learn to navigate the dysfunction in order to be able to cope and get through your day. But that stuff is still there and mm -hmm. it's suppressed. And as we become adults, we say certain things and we act in certain ways and we don't even know where it's coming from, right? Because we don't suppress all of these things that have happened to us in the past. And so that was me, the molestation and the, 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 the loss and the being controlled in my childhood. And then you get into these relationships where you're not being treated right. And your, your heart is being broken. And then I'm going through financial ruin and none of this is being dealt with. And then here I am as an adult, I'm struggling with relationships. I'm struggling with um, communicating with my husband. I'm struggling with communicating with my children. I'm struggling with communicating with people at work, not even realizing that all of this stuff that I have suppressed is being acted out in my adulthood. Mm -hmm. And so it's very important for people to realize you have a voice. And when you use your voice, it starts, to, it starts your healing process. 
Yeah, and that's one of the things that I that I address, um, even dealing with the fatherless daughters, is that just because you are successful in one area or several areas, does not mean that you're still not masking the hurt or you know the effects of the hurt that's happened in your past. You know, and a lot of times when I talk to fatherless daughters. You know, because I, I deal with a, adult fatherless daughters and especially those that have had success in their lives in different areas. They're like, oh, I'm good. And I say, well, not really, because yeah. pain, just like any other things, dealing with uh, being fatherless and other pains also that you push down. They only going to stay down for so long. Right. right. And when it comes to the top, it's generally going to come to the top at a time that's not convenient for you. You know, and, and especially for for an example, I talk about grief when my mom passed, you know, uh, I remember talking to my brother, my baby brother, and he was saying one day he was driving home. He was going to, you know, uh, my parents' house. This was after my mom had passed away, probably been like a year after or so. And he's driving, you know, he gets to the house and he pulls into the into the driveway. And when he pulls into the driveway, the grief just hit him and he just stopped bawling, crying in the car, you know, and it was just out of nowhere. Now, my mom had been gone for a while at this mm -hmm. point, but because he never got that out, he never dealt with it. He never took the time to process that grief. It came out at a time where it wasn't convenient for him. Right. And I remember even myself uh, one time, uh, this was in the beginning of it when it first happened, you know, I was at church. You know, and, and being a, a minister, I'm in the pulpit, I'm sitting up front and I'm crying. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm to the side. I'm not, you know, in front of the, the mic or anything, but I'm over to the side. But it's, it's coming out, you know, and I have to sit there in that moment and cry, you know, on this platform where I'm sure everyone could see me, you know, but because I didn't address it, because I didn't handle it and, you know, give it a way to. Uh, come out in a way that was good for me or healthy for me, then I kept pushing it down and then it just exploded, you yeah. know? And if I had been at work or if I had been somewhere else, you know, and that happened, you know, what effects would that would have had on my job or whatever that I may have been doing at that time. And, you know, God forbid I'm driving or something and now I can't see cause I'm crying, you know? <laughs> so definitely we have to give voice to those things that we're dealing with. We have to give voice to those things that's within us in order to, like you said, get them out because if we don't get them out or if we don't let it out, it's like a, like a teapot, you know, when it, when it heats up and then you hear that little whistle, that means it's in the reach the top, you know? So we got to definitely make sure that as, as things are heating up with us, that we're able to vent it and let some of that steam out, you know, while we control it. Because once it gets to the point where it's pushing out on its own, it's too late. You know, we've, we've lost control at that point, you know? So we got to stop saying I'm good when we're not good. <laughs> We got to start being honest with ourselves about how we're feeling and what we're going through. You're not good. You just cussed out your child. You're not good. You just went off on your husband and, and walked out and slammed the door. You're not good. You just got mad because somebody didn't put the plates away the way you wanted them to be put away. You're not good when we are um, exploding and having these explosive um, scenarios. 
Um, and over minor little, especially when they're minor little things, but we're getting so upset and we can't even control our emotions. Honey, baby, you're not good. You're not good. We got to stop thinking in um, that the way we're acting is okay. These We got to stop normalizing dysfunctional behaviors. And have I have I been there and done that? Absolutely. That's why I can talk about it today. You know, the perfectionism and being controlled and, and the things that my turned me into, right? And now I'm getting upset over little things because you didn't put something back the way I wanted it to do, or you didn't sweep the floor the way I wanted it to be swept, or, you know, you didn't do something that the way I wanted to, it to be done, right? And that's being controlling. And, and so, and, and that comes from me being controlled. And so what happens is how we were treated, we then project that on other people. And then we start doing the same thing to other people, but we don't necessarily recognize it because why? Mm -hmm. We dealt with our past and we haven't dealt with what has happened to us. And we haven't processed that and reflected on it. And we're not being self-aware of what that turned us into. And so now those issues that we had then, when someone displays it to us at work or at home or at church or even in the store, you know, we're reacting in a way and don't even know why we're reacting that way. And that's why it's just very, very important for us to understand our past, deal with our past so we can heal and stop normalizing these behaviors that aren't normal. It's not good and it's not normal to cuss your child out. <laughs> it's not. I've done it. Yes, I'm not going to act like I ain't said a cuss word to my child before, but I'm convicted when I do so. God convicts me and I'm like, oh gosh, I shouldn't have did that. Now, you know, some of us may do it and think like it's okay, but we've got to stop normalizing some of these things that we're doing with our families and our marriages and, and at work because it's we're not good. Right. We're not good. Right. And, and and that's one of the things that I that I definitely preach all the time. Like you said, you're not good. Like I, I even did a whole video, and that's the name of it, of one of my podcasts, is you're not good and, and dealing with that that very issue. And 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 I want to go back a little bit to one of the things you said because I know that one of the things that you that you speak about is not only does our our, our parents don't define us but our past does impact us right it does have an a, a impact on the things that we do now and also the things that we do in the future right and even my that's part of my story just even as an example the fact that i'm even the, the friends to fatherless daughters that comes from a lifetime of dating fatherless daughters which i didn't even recognize mm -hmm. until i started having issues in my marriage and my wife uh, at the time was a fatherless daughter and start putting that together like, oh, wait a minute. Every woman I've ever dated has been a fatherless daughter, you know? So it's like, okay, either you're going to either they're attracted to me or, or I'm attracted to them. But for wh whatever reason, we're connecting, you know? And so that kind of put me in a whole mindset of, you know, sharing my viewpoint on some of the effects of, of fatherlessness on, on daughters, which I was I was already doing it for young men because I had a, a mentor, a male mentor program. But this was a whole nother role, right? Coming to, to speaking on uh, fatherlessness 
dealing with fatherless daughters. And then it also goes back to what I said earlier when, when God gave me that that quote, you know, uh, that process that ah, I can't even think of what it is now. <laughs> but progress uh, is the evidence that he's at work. So mm-hmm. I already had the, the male mentor stuff going on. But then when I started to friends with fatherless daughters, which just was really a platform to me for me to just express my opinion about it. It took off so fast, you know, with that whole concept and everything that I had to kind of hold on like, whoa, you know, so because that's where the progress was going, I, hey, God, I see you working. Let me, let me go this way, you know? And so, but that plays a part of from my things from my past and up to my present that impacts our, our future. So when you're, when you're talking with, with someone, you know, that maybe has not recognized that what maybe would be something that you bring to their attention that to allow them to see, even though you're not connecting the dots, these things that has happened in your past is playing out right in front of you. Like you just said a second ago. Absolutely. So our past it's twofold. The impact is twofold, right? It has, it can have a negative impact into where we become, as I say, not who God intended us to be. Mm-hmm. You know, God has a plan for our lives and he created us to be a certain way and a certain person because he created us in his likeness and his image. But the things that have happened to us um, over the over our, over our lifetime has turned us into someone that is not necessarily in his image. It's not who he created us to be. And then that's when you have to start learning to unbecome. And and unlearn some of these behaviors that you have uh, adopted and developed because of your past experiences. And once you're able to start doing that, once you're able to start healing, that's when you, in changing your mindset, that's when you can start to see and start connecting the dots. As long as you're boggled down with all these emotional blockers from the things that have happened in your past, meaning that the, the anger, the bitterness, the, the doubts and the insecurities and the mistrust and, and the perfectionism and the controlling, all of these things that we adopt from our past. Once we can start healing from those dysfunctional self-sabotaging behaviors, it kind of opens up your mind to see. As long as those emotional blockers are there, you can't see, right? It's like having on sunglasses and it's and it's nighttime. You're not going to be able to see. Right. So you got to take those 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 blockers off. You got to remove those those sunglasses so that you can be able to see clear and be able to now start connecting the dots. And what you will find is again, I, the pain that I went through, all the things that I've gone through. God turns them around for your good. As they say, what the devil meant for evil, God turns into good. So now we got to start looking at the the lesson learned. I call it the lesson learned, the silver lining, or the victory in the situation. What was I supposed to learn? What can I learn from this? What is my takeaway that I can now apply to my life in order to propel it forward in a positive manner? Right. And so I teach them to start looking at the positive side of what happened, because what's happening is we're dwelling on the negative side of what happened. We now need to look at the positive side. What am I supposed to have gotten out of this? And sometimes it's very hard for folks to make that transition in their mind. 
but we got to start seeing a different perspective because when we start seeing a different perspective and we start looking at the situation different, that also is part of the healing process because now I'm changing the scenario. You know, I, I spoke on a, um, if I could say this, I spoke on a video, um, I don't know if it was yesterday or earlier this week, um, but one of my things of going when I was going through the pain of, uh, of a failed relationship, I used to watch this show called Cheaters, okay? And I was cheated on. So every time I watched Cheaters, I would cry. <laughs> I had to change the scenario, right? And so I had to stop watching Cheaters and I had to do some healing that when I go back to watch Cheaters, guess what? It doesn't impact me. It doesn't make me cry. I don't feel anything. I don't feel what I used to feel. And so when we start seeing scenarios differently, because now I saw my scenario differently, I saw my scenario of being cheated on differently. And because I seen it differently, I changed the scenario. We have to change the scenario of what we've gone through. And we do that by finding the lesson learned, finding the silver lining, finding that victory in it all. So that when we look back on it, we see the positive side of what I was supposed to be out of that, how it changed my life. And so in, in for me in telling my story, I can go back and tell them, well, this happened to me, but this was the good thing that happened to me. And then that's when you start connecting the dots. And it's like, oh my God, oh my God. And and they just start coming, especially when it, you start discovering what your purpose is. Because now you realize I went through this and I experienced this and I saw this and all of this led me to this, my purpose. And it led me to who God created me to be. And what and, and that's when you just start unlearning and unbecoming. But you gotta do you gotta unlearn and unbecome but in order to start connecting those dots because you just can't see. Right. And and it goes back to one of the things that you said uh a few minutes ago, which was changing your mindset and that is so it, it especially in 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 the, the coaching space a lot of times it, it may sound cliche because like everybody always talking about change your mindset but it really is mm -hmm. the key to changing everything that that you deal is. with it's the way mm -hmm. that you look at it the way that you're processing it because if you don't change your mindset like you said you cannot connect those dots because you're looking at at each experience as a separate thing like i went through this and then i exactly. went through this, and then i went through that not knowing that this one dot connect to this experience, connect to this experience. And then when you put them all together, you see the straight line that's leading you, like you said, to your purpose. And now you're like, oh, that's what it is. You yeah. know, and, and my my pastor used to say, and, and he still says that when people ask, how long would this lesson last? Because life is always give you lessons. And this experience that you go through is a lesson. Exactly. And so people always say, well, how long would this lesson last? And he will say, it's going to last until you pass, right? <laughs> so you have, take the, you have the same thing happening in your life over and over again. And oftentimes, not back to back, which is why you think you, you got over something or you think you didn't heal from something because you go through it at this one time and then you don't hear from it no more. And then it pops up again. And you're like, I thought I healed from that. No, it, it wasn't over. You know what I'm saying? That was me. <laughs> it's going to last me. until you pass. So now it's just time for the retest. You know, he gave you a little time to 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 uh to study, a little time to do a little better. But now here you go with the same uh same experience again, 
because you have to pass it. And then and you pass it by learning the lessons, like you said, that look, being able to look at it and figure out what was I supposed to take out of this experience and how was I supposed to use it for the greater good? Because there's nothing, the, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So there's nothing new that's been happened. There's nothing that's been happened to you that haven't happened to someone else. There's nothing that has happened to you that is not going to happen to someone after you. But the difference is when you learn the lessons that you're supposed to learn in that experience, those that come after you, that hear your voice and hear your testimony, they'll know that they can make it through because you made it through and you gave a voice to it and was that light that they was able to see in the midst of why they were going through it. Now, let me say this to the listeners. When you keep going uh, or finding yourself in the same situation, um, the same cycles and patterns, you have to then realize that there's something you need to change. God is trying to get something to you. God is trying to get you to learn something. God is trying to get you to change something. God is trying to get you to see something different. He is trying to change your life. And, and you're not, as you said, getting the lesson. And we've got to realize what is that lesson. And I've had that experience, if I could share that. Um, mm -hmm. One that always stands out in my mind. Um, I was always having an issue on the job with um, women in management. And so every job I had, it was just, it was just like, um, very micromanaging, very controlling. We're butting heads, and we're in. And I had one job, leave that. I have another job, and so I finally I'm on this job, and I'm like really upset. Like, and I'm saying to myself, why do I keep having these same situations on the job? And I remember saying to my father, why does God keep putting me in these situations? And his response to me was, God didn't do that. God didn't put you in that situation. And I don't know him saying that. He, um, it just kind of put a light bulb off of my head. And then he started talking to me about, and he started teaching me about how to see things differently. There's something that you are supposed to learn that you're not learning. And there's something that you're supposed to change about who you are and how you're showing up. And when I got that revelation, it's been totally different for me, but I had to be able to see that I'm in these situations over and over again because I wasn't learning the lesson of how I was supposed to respond, how I was supposed to be showing up, how I was supposed to be thinking, how I was supposed to be interacting with others. And ultimately, I wasn't learning how to empathize with other people's situations. Because what happens now is the same way I've been hurt and I'm acting a certain way, they've been hurt. And that's why they act the way they do. People don't just micromanage because they want to micromanage. And I had to realize why are they micromanaging? That's a form of of being of controlling. And people are controlling because something happens to be controlling because that's a defense mechanism that we put in place because something has happened to us. And now to protect myself, I got to control people in situations, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So you got to make sure that when you keep finding yourself in the same situation that you, you stop and think about what is, what, is, what am I supposed to be doing? 
because God is trying to get something to you. That's that is it. That is it right there. That is it right. That's why you're the coach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's why you're the coach. Because I mean that within itself, especially the the whole scenario that you just gave, it it opened up the the eyes uh, and the, the understanding of so many people that is going through that that is asking that same question, like, what? Well, why am I keep going through the same thing over and over again? And a lot of times, you know, especially in my line of work with with uh fatherless daughters it is some hurt that is there that you've never addressed mm -hmm. and it's showing up you know what i mean it's showing up and, and it's showing up on a job it's showing up in your family it's showing up in your relationships and you just haven't got to the point that you're taking the time to address it like okay the the experience is not just the experience you know what i mean there's a reason why you're here again you know what i'm saying there's a reason why you know, and and you just have to be able to take the time to look at it and address those those issues. And and I, I like the way how you just explained that again. That's that's why you the coach. So <laughs> I, let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about your 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 coaching program and how how that came about because I'm I'm interested in that and how. Uh, the way that you address, because it's not just for women, right? It's for women and men. It is for women, women, but I keep having men who want me to have a class for them. <laughs> so, hey, you, you know so what I said? Where, where, where progress is, that's God at work. So that's, that's God what you at work. Do. So I'm like, let me you know, see what I can do. But yeah, my, pro my coaching program is for women, um, but men keep wanting to do the program as well. Um, and and, and they really could. It's just that in some of the videos, training videos, I say queen. And you don't, you don't want me calling you a queen. <laughs> <laughs> so I would need to re-record some things and call them kings instead of queens. But um, yeah, I, it is just for women. But before we talk about the coaching program, I, I want to say, can I go back real quick and just say this real quickly? I want to make sure I want to say that um, a lot of times we always think, in, in those situations where I talk about the cycles, that the other person is the problem. Mm -hmm. They're they're the problem, right? But we keep going through this cycle. And in that cycle, we got to realize we're the problem. We're the issue. We're the person. We're the one who needs to change. And we have to be the change that we want to see, right? And we got to stop thinking it's always the other person and start looking at, well, what could I have done? What could I do? What could I change? What can I do better in mm -hmm. order to make the situation better? I just wanted to throw that in there. Hey, <laughs> right, no, no problem. No problem. So your with your coaching program, how, how long have you been doing it? Uh wow, I've been doing it probably for a couple of years now. So I did some um in-person classes, but then the pandemic hit mm -hmm. and I was not prepared to 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 pivot. Right. So it's kind of taken me, it took me a while to pivot, um, but I launched my, the virtual program last year. Okay. Okay. But okay. I've been mentoring and coaching in corporate America for a while. Oh, corporate, uh, corporate. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm trying, I'm taking those things that like we talked about, we got to connect the dots. We got to connect the dots, right? Even on your jobs. Cause we got to think about our jobs and how they lead us to our purpose as well. And I like to tell people that we have temporary destinies that prepare us for our purpose. 
And so mm-hmm. when we're on these jobs, we're supposed to learn something on that job. And, and a lot of times we don't want to do that extra work or we don't want to do that training or we don't want to do the things that's going to be resume builders, not realizing that we are there to learn something that's supposed to help us with our purpose. And so I can say for me, I have, once I began to discover my purpose, I began to realize, oh my God, that job prepared me to know this, this job prepared me to know this and this training um, prepared me. And so now all of these things that I've had on these jobs are now becoming assets for me in building my coaching program. But one of those things that was an asset for me was learning to facilitate and train and coach and mentor folks on the job. And so I've been doing that for years and in, in being the, a trainer, a coach and a mentor and helping people get to the next level um, on their job, helping them get the skills that they need, helping them with the resume, professionally developing them and coaching them on the job to be a better version of themselves so that they can be able to take their careers to the next level. So I was doing that. And now I see why I was always in these positions. (laughs) Have to mentor and coach people on the job Um, because now it just was a natural transition for me into um, creating a a coaching program to help people heal and take their life to the next level. That is awesome. That is awesome. And and, and that definitely gives a, a testament to everything that we've been saying, you know, how those things that you've been through connect the dots to lead you uh, to your purpose and to the things that you've been called to do. And uh, that even leads us here to this with this, this podcast, um, mm-hmm. which is part of my purpose. But also you have a podcast, too, that I, I, I've told you before. I, I really like it. Man, I was... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, really, I was listening to it earlier today and I'm just like, man, this is this is some great stuff. So tell us, tell me, well, tell us a little bit of how you came, you know, to the to the idea of starting the podcast and the whole um, premise, uh, which I guess is, is connected with your with your training program as far as, you know, becoming. But what led you to start a podcast and then what gave you the idea of what the format will actually be about? Sure. So um, what led me to start the podcast was the pandemic because I was, again, doing the, the, the training in person. And when the pandemic hit, I'm like, OK, well, what am I going to do? And so I started doing Facebook Lives because I just heard from God to do these Facebook Lives. And so once I started doing them, I kind of was enjoying the putting these conversations together. And then in in, uh, brainstorming with a friend, we we just got this idea that, you know, because my whole thing was I need people to see things differently. If we can change our mind and see things differently and change our perspectives, we can start to heal. So I had we had this brilliant idea that we would start doing these these Facebook lives on Mondays and um, and it was called Think Outside the Red Box. And so that was kind of my podcast. I would do these Facebook lives and then I would load them up to YouTube. Wasn't even thinking about the audio version of anything. And so we did that for a while. We did that for like, I want to say eight, nine months. We did it for quite a bit of time. But I end up stopping um, because I had to stop and really think about 
my mission and what God was leading me to do. Because I kind of felt myself going in other places that weren't feeling good. It wasn't feeling right. And so I had to stop and say, okay, um, God, what is it that you really want me to do? Because now I feel like I'm all over the place. And I heard him say, I need you to go back to the first thing that I told you to do. And when um, I start thinking about what was the first thing he told me to do, and it was to heal, give people, give women or give people the process for healing. But of course, as you build a business, they teach you to have an audience in a niche. And so that's why I end up, I service women because, you know, they, I can relate to them and they can relate to me because I've been through some of the things they've been through. But long story short, how did I come back to it? <laughs> I got the little, I got the bug. And I loved it. I love the interaction. I love the conversation. Um, I just love being able to put something out there that people can learn from. So the moment I could redo it again after restructuring my business, I had to look at restructuring the podcast and really saying to myself, how, what is my mission and how can I really make this effective? And then just keeping in mind that God has sent me here to help people become who he created them to be so they can walk in purpose and have an abundant life. Um, it just seemed like a natural um, transition for revamping my uh, a different podcast and being able to, again, have those conversations. Because my mission is to for people to be able to get unstuck and unbothered. I want you to heal from your past so that you can pursue your dreams. That's my mission. And so that's also the mission of the, the, the podcast. I want to show you something different and I want to give you that blueprint. We talk about the process of healing. I want to give you the blueprint. What did others do to heal? And then what did they do to create their success? We want to give you the blueprint to win, to get in position to win at love, life, and money. We want you to win in all areas of your life. And so it just became a natural thing for me to do a podcast where I am letting people tell their stories of how they overcame. And then they were able to build their success so that you can watch this and get a blueprint like, oh, they did this, this, and this. Let me try that, Right. Because that's how my healing started. It started with me saying to myself, let me try God. I mean, I've I been born and raised in the church and I keep hearing them always talking about, you know, mm. God and this, that, and God. And I'm like, hmm, let me give this a try. And it's amazing how you can be in church all those years and never have really have a relationship with God. I didn't have a relationship. Mm -hmm. Born and raised, I didn't know nothing about it. I really didn't know. And so I said, let me try it. Let me see. And I opened up a Bible and I began to read and my and my mind was opened up and it began to change. So sometimes it's just a matter of somebody saying, this is what I did. And you say, hmm, let me try that. And then you try it and realize, oh, my God, it works. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. What I'm hoping to do with my podcast. <laughs> Well, you're, you're definitely doing it. You're definitely doing it. And like I said, I, I listen to it. I definitely in, enjoy it. And I encourage all my listeners to also go check it out. It's Thank you. Becoming to Be, right? That's the name it, of Becoming It's Becoming be. with Angelina Watkins. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. But so, my company is Becoming to Being. Okay. I knew it was in there somewhere. <laughs> Angelina, man, let me tell you, I, I definitely have enjoyed having you on. I definitely have enjoyed your, your teachings and your viewpoint. 
you know, of uh, sharing with us, you know, the through the life, life lessons that you've learned and, and definitely bringing value to my platform. I definitely appreciate you for it uh, very much. Uh, so before we get out of here, I'll let you have the last word. You can leave us with a word of wisdom or whatever, but definitely leave us with your uh, social media handles, website, whatever you have, whatever you have going on. So the listeners know uh, where they can come in contact with you at. So the floor is yours. Sure. So first I got to say, thank you. I'm very honored that to be on here. This was wonderful. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Becoming Angelina Watkins. And you can find me on Facebook if you want to just follow my personal page. Um, it's just Angelina Watkins. Um, and my coaching program, if you're interested in the coaching program, I be, before I do any type, before I have people enroll, I do encourage them to take my free case study training that will kind of give them an idea of what the program is all about. But it's a free training that goes through the four steps. Um, uh, that, that they need to do in order to get the confidence, the clarity that they need to and to find purpose. And so that's at queensformation.com. So they can go to www.queensformation.com and take advantage of that free case study. Um, and then once they've watched that, they can book a call to enroll. And what do I want to tell the people? Well, I just have to tell the people what I always tell the people. <laughs> Your past does not define you. You define you. Or should I say God defines you, right? So we got to heal, transform, and pursue you. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Angelina Watkins. Hey, everybody, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Again, this is Ernest James. This is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And my mission is to help you to deal heal and fulfill deal with your problems heal from your pain and fulfill your purpose until next time thanks for listening be blessed hey guys i know you're enjoying the podcast however don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730 that's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the deal to heal with E James podcast. Remember to listen, like subscribe and share. This episode has been brought to you by deal to heal teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to deal to heal teas dot my shopify.com remember our mission is to help you to deal heal and fulfill deal with your problem heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose thanks for listening